on the Sunshine Coast. That's Lovely. It. I was there only the uh, only about three or four weeks ago. And what were you doing in our neck of the woods? We were on a family holiday. We did a whole two weeks in Queensland after I'd spent a little bit of time working with the Queensland Theatre Company. Oh, that's ah. great. That is great. Yeah. We didn't realise, Ben, that this is your 14th book. It's my 15th book. 15th, 15th book. book. I made some... And, and that's not including the Young One Special and the Blackadder script. There you I go. had the Young One Special. <laughs> There's a lot of books. 15 well, novels. Count them. I've got a barrel full. Get your novels here. Yeah. Get your novels. <laughs> out they go. Out the door. Um, <laughs> hey, Ben, i got to thank mm-hmm. you for introducing me to what the hell climate change even was way back when you wrote Stark. Well, mate, you know what? It was such an early, early time. We, You know, we were all in the 80s. Suddenly yeah. the penny dropped. You know, you cannot consume the planet at the rate where doing you know this is what i said to malcolm malcolm turnbull on q a there's you know this idea that there's any alternative to dealing with our environmental pressure i mean there's a thing called newton's third law of mechanics it's the most important law in physics and it says for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction yes now what fossil fuels are and we all drive cars don't get me wrong i'm not pointing fingers here we all use the resources that we're using and i'm not we're all part of the problem we need to be part of the solution and fossil fuels are basically the contained energy of a billion years of sun power and we're burning it in decades now you've just got to look at Newton's third law and say that's going to have consequences that's all you brought that up with Malcolm Turnbull on Q&A on the ABC the other night Uh, interestingly enough the federal government cut a quarter billion dollars to their budget so (laughs) thanks for bringing that up I know I know I'm afraid to say the more we pressure the more kind of bloody minded they seem to get because obviously you know there's an ostrich syndrome coming out and a lot of people want to bury their hands to the sand because of course it is an inconvenient we all worry about our fuel bills and we all worry about selling our stuff overseas and that's all important but you can't ignore the consequences no. and we need responsible leaders who actually try and say okay we really need to look after family budgets but that's got to be part and parcel of family budgets 25 years from now because i tell you when we're building seawalls right around australia we've got a lot of coastline to cover yeah. it's going to cost a lot of money yeah it's like you know when when the pm said i want to talk about economic growth but i don't want to talk about climate change that's like saying i want to invest in a new couch but i'm not going to fix the roof mm, you know yeah. that couch <laughs> is going to be rotten with rain if you don't <laughs> fix the roof you know you've got Look, to do both ben you're, you're preaching to the converted here and and now i'm learning about time travel and i only have to wait till 2024 for it to happen <laughs> mate well you're talking about time and time again which is the new novel and uh, yet again it's sort of got it got me thinking by what's going on in the world you know we've got the centenary of the first world war and a lot of books good books been published and a lot of talk about how it all started and you know what a terrible disaster of course it was and and it started me on this historical fantasy of wouldn't it be amazing if we could have stopped it, if it could not have happened. But, of course, it takes hindsight to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So here I've got this story, this historical adventure uh, about about a, a secret agent from the future who's who's got this opportunity to, to return to 1914 and prevent the First World War. All right, then. And now because ultimately this is just commercial radio and we need to boil this down to one provocative question, mm-hmm. if you could go back in time, who are you going to kill? Well, I'm not going to kill anyone because I don't think, you know, that necessarily helps. And I think if you went and killed Hitler, a German fascism would probably still have developed along some lines or others, although I certainly would wish him dead, as I'm sure any any sane person would. Um, What I'm going to do is I'm going to go back in time. I'm going to go to 
Memphis in 1956, and I'm going to stop Elvis meeting Colonel Tom Parker because the greatest <laughs> spirit of, of rock and roll did not need some fairground huckster to ruin his career and turn him into a children's movie star. Oh, good yes. answer. Good answer. For a second there, I thought you were going to be, oh, my God, he's gone all serious on me, but no, yeah. you've, you've saved our commercial radio topic. Well done, Ben Elton. <laughs> all right, my pleasure. Sorry, we got onto too much global warming there, but, you know, we can't help it, can we? <laughs> No, no, it's great. Well, you know, we're sharing the planet. We probably should mention it occasionally. I'm hey. with you, mate, and I thank you for giving your listeners a bit of a trip around it. It's important to keep that subject going. Anyway, thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate the chat.